Glory to God. Come on. Shabbat, your God. He's awesome. There's nobody like him. Woo! Oh, we celebrate him every day. My God. Woo! Glory to the Most High God. Nobody like him. Give us some praise and give him some glory in this place. Woo! But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do mighty exploits. Hallelujah! Glory to God. Woo! Do you know him? My God. Hey, come on up, men of God. Come on, come on. Come on. Woo! Glory to God. Hey, hey. My God, my God. Whew. Elder, what you got for us? <laughs> Glory. Blessed are you, oh Lord. Come on. My God. Master, ruler, <laughs> king of the universe. Yes. You have separated us. You have called us special, unique, mm. with your holy commandments. You have made us holy. You command us to hear, to shema, to hearken, to listen, to the sound of the shofar. Hey, y'all may be seated in heavenly places. Day four of Hanukkah. All right. It's, it's too many people back there in the back. I need y'all come on up front. I don't care if you're coughing or not. Come on. Come on up front. I don't even care. <laughs> Woo. Come on. Let's get this thing going. That's right. Come into the light. <laughs> Glory to God. <sighs> well, they finally got their day, huh? <laughs> Saturnalia is in full effect. I mean, I'm, I'm, I passed by, I don't know how many churches. I didn't see any filled up. Did y'all see any places filled up? Mm. Look like the apocalypse have come through. I, I mean, I thought this was about Christ. <laughs> At least give him all day. I mean, it's his birthday all day, right? <laughs> I'm making some enemies. <laughs> And that's all right. That's all right. We got the truth. Amen. I mean, really? <laughs> Friends and family today. Right here. Man, I'm just saying it. 
I thought they I thought it was Christmas. I thought it was about Christ. I mean I mean I'm glad we all here. Can see how many people here from last night. You can feel some pressure. <laughs> Stop letting people pressure you. <laughs> I mean, just anybody see any other places filled up? That's all I want to know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> Yo, for real. Okay. Man. See, this is what happens when, you know, like, what's going to happen tomorrow? If, if everything was based on today, what's going to happen tomorrow? Everybody going to go back to their old selves. They won't say happy Christmas. I mean, just saying. I just thought I'd do a little talking real quick, you know. Man, I'm just saying, this is a mess. <laughs> Man, last night teaching is up already. Thank you. Last night teaching. <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna get back in there tonight. A little light for you tonight, maybe. I want to talk about this beautiful piece of furniture. <laughs> it is so awesome, the menorah. My goodness. The menorah. Man. Y'all know the enemy is about, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, y'all been saved for a long time. In the body of Christ, right? When, besides being here, when you saw this, what did you see? Can anybody, you know, just tell me, you know, it went... How did, it, how did you feel? What did you think when you saw the menorah? It, you know what I mean? When you not being here. Jewish? Yeah. That's it. Nothing, nothing else. Just, it's Jewish. Yeah. And that's fine. That's good. That's what I want. That's true. When I grew up, I, I can't even recall seeing one. I don't have a recollection of it. And I grew up, as y'all know, in Jehovah Witness. Oh, no, not this. You know, there are no more Jews. They were, the records were all destroyed. When they destroyed the library in Alexander, all the records were destroyed. I mean, I'm just saying. You, you would know your lineage, right? Mama them said. <laughs> that their mama said. You know, you, you would have a record of who you are, you know, just if it's just oral. Yeah? Okay. So when you thought it was Jewish, what did you, what'd you do with that thought? Did you do anything with it? Mm. Okay. I'm just trying to ask some questions. I won't get into it today. Not a whole lot, but I'm going to get into a little bit of it. Look at it. It's a beautiful piece. It's beautiful. Once you understand what it is. Okay. 
In Judaism, the menorah represented the tree of life as well as the burning bush. In Judaism, it did. I, I mean, I, I just want to say, if you have to be careful, with people like, Judaism, this is all bad. <laughs> Without Judaism, you wouldn't have Christianity. Okay? And they've been blinded for a little while so you could get in. Because salvation is unto the Jew first. Okay? So I just want to make y'all have some good answers for people. So you can defend and tell them you're not, you know, Hebrew Israelites. Which is real popular now. They believed that it was the burning bush that Moshe talked to. It was a small um, tree, acacia tree, right? Um, and that the wood that God used to create the entire tabernacle furniture, like the Ark of the Covenant, okay? This is the seven branch. This is the eight. You know, this is what was in the temple. Um, this came much, much later. This is not really what was in the temple. All right. The menorah was the only light in the tabernacle. And most of and it was the most expensive piece in the tabernacle. Now, we have candles today, but of course, you know, they use oil like we have over here. And the wick that they use at that time was from the priest. They, they tore it off the priest's garment. They didn't waste anything. And they were set in such a way that they would, this is the Samah, the servant. Amen? But it would, they would all lean inward. These three would lean in, and these three would lean in. Isn't that awesome? Lean toward the center. And would be like they were bowing. It is beautiful. When you understand it. Yeah, the wicks, they were used, yep, like that. Let's see. The center light, of course, the oil, it would be lit all the time. Um, it would be lit all the time. The golden altar of the incense was to be always lit. Representing the prayers of the saints being heard always. This is why you had it, play, it had it burning all the time. It represented that, the saints and the prayers. That's why you ought to be praying all the time. Hopefully you're going to see it tie in. Mm -hmm. That light now is where? It's in you. Mm -hmm. You know how you take a back... Uh, a box of matches, and you light the one, and you put it close to the next one. Oh, Anybody ever done that? Because I did. You know, had a little pyromaniac in me, I guess. <laughs> Not good, though. So, at the table of showbread was the bread, and it was, and it represented the twelve tribes. Okay, it represented the twelve tribes. <laughs> Uh, that God always, listen, 
provided food and nourishment for them. Amen? We're talking about the manure today. It's, I'm just going to cover kind of one little secret today, but it goes on, okay? And the oil, um, or the oil that was used was of the finest quality. That oil was of the finest quality because it, it had the least smoke that would emanate from it. Because now you get some cheap oil, a lot of black smoke just come up and it damaged the tabernacle. But that fine oil burnt so clean that it would leave no residue. Okay. All right. It was the finest oil. And they had to change it every day. And I told you, yesterday oil wasn't sufficient for today. Okay. The oil that you had yesterday, the oil that was smeared on you yesterday, is not sufficient for today. So now you need some new oil. <laughs> the oil represented what? The Holy Spirit. Hmm. You wake up in the morning, you should ask to be filled again because you're going to need it. Yesterday, mercy is not good for today. The mercy that you gave someone yesterday is not sufficient for today. You need new mercies when? Every morning. And you can only get mercy or acquire it by showing it. See, a lot of us don't want to show mercy. You want to judge. And you know another thing we want to do? We want to judge on the old nature, not the new man. I'm going to say that. I'm going to come around here and say that. We're supposed to be believers. You're not supposed to judge anyone on their past. See, that's why you got to be saved. This is why you got to be buried. I need everybody to listen to me right now. Y'all hear me? Everyone needs mercy. This is why you're saved. This is why the Maccabees fought for you. That you would have the good news, the gospel. Be careful when you pass judgment. Because most of the time we haven't considered ourselves with your evil thoughts. Okay, I'm going to back up. Stop judging people on their past. Everybody in here is supposed to be dead. Everybody dead and buried. Okay, so that dead person don't have no emotions. That dead person don't have no problem forgiving. What you talking about? I'm dead. I need y'all to hear me back there. Okay. Mm. Y'all gonna pull me? Y'all gonna put me off where I need to go? You have to really understand something. You have the best oil now. The best oil burns the brightest. 
See, when you got, I told you, you got that cheap oil, it leaves a residue. Every place you go, I can tell where you've been. Look at the smoke on the ceiling. You need the good oil. It burns the brightest and it burns the purest. So you need new oil today. Amen. Okay. Let's get in here. Try and get y'all out. So y'all can, you know, some of y'all family members might be waiting for you at home. It's Christmas. Okay. I got to have a little fun. I got to have a little fun. Got to have a little fun. This is about dedication. Now, excuse me. Excuse me. It's rededication. See, some of you need to be rededicated. I told you Satan gets in through your soul. When man became a living nephesh, this is where Satan planted his seed in your soul, in your mind, your will, and your emotions. That's where the seed is. See, now you even know where the seed is. Now, how are you going to dig it up? How are you going to get? I, I told you I'm going to lead you to the root, but you got to cut it. Y'all know how you, what's it, tulips. So you just plant that one bulb, right? And it come up when? It come up the next year. It come up every season. So the same thing with you. He plant that seed. And some of you think you delivered. But that seed is just like that tulip. It come up on time. It's built in the seed. It knows exactly when to come up. It don't have a calendar, but it knows, don't it? So if I squeeze some of your fruit, what's going to come out? If it's good, if it's good in you, when I squeeze you, good's going to come out. But if you got bad fruit, when I apply a little pressure, what's going to come out of that bad fruit? Yep. Your attitude. Your unforgiveness, your offenses. I told you, stop. We got we to gotta stop being fake. All right. Here we go. Menorah means candlestick. This menorah that they built, it was huge. And can you remember? One ounce, Elder, one ounce of gold, which is just one ounce. One ounce of gold can cover 96.9 square feet. One ounce of gold, flattened out, beaten out, can cover 96.9 square feet. Hold on. About the size of a regulation tennis court. From baseline to baseline, including the aisles, 
and the alleys are 78 feet by 36 feet or 2,800 square feet. It's bigger than this. One ounce of gold, one ounce of gold. Did y'all hear? What, what is that? Can be beaten out that big. One ounce, it's very little. All right. Beaten in the Hebrew means, listen, the root word for beaten in the Hebrew is difficult. That's what it means. I'm going to show y'all. Beaten in the Hebrew means the root of that word is difficult. This is not going to be an easy piece of furniture to make. Go ahead. Okay, watch this. Y'all see that manure? Y'all see it? And Elder, sometimes it had the, in the, in the real one, it had it, and it, the top of it was shaped like an almond. Like your tongue. Small, then widens out. Okay, y'all wait. Okay. Everything else in the tabernacle. It's like this. Make a box and put gold over it. That's what he said. Make something and put gold over it. Specialists in Israel and rabbis to this day cannot tell you how did they roll it. They can't tell you how they rolled it. They don't know how they rolled. And all the technology that we have today, they couldn't tell you how they rolled that gold. No, man, wait a minute. They can't even tell you how they did it. How to get it all together is almost impossible. It has to be a divine revelation of God to do it. Y'all just wait. In Exodus 25, God is listing Moshe. All the sacred furniture he's going to build in the tabernacle, right? God said, build me an ark. Watch this. Let me see if I do it. Let's see if I do it first. Okay, here we go. He said, build me an ark. And God called it an it. Then God said, build me a veil. And God called it an it. And God said, I want you to make an atonement and call it an it. And then he said, build me a laver and call it an it. And put oil in it and call it it. Then when he get to this candlestick, go to Exodus. Go to Exodus 25. New King, just no King James. Let's go. King James got the best translation of this. They got it right on this one. King James. Exodus 25. Let me see.
go to where you at? You know, hold on a second. Can you hold on, y'all? I promise I'm gonna get you there. Just hold on. Don't talk amongst yourself for a second. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. I need a little help today. It was rough last night. Y'all sharing the videos? Y'all not ashamed? <laughs> Y'all sure? Okay. You gonna find out? Hold on a second. I got it, y'all. Hold on. Don't leave. Whatever you do, don't leave. Okay. One second. You almost ready, minister? Okay, you ready? You ready? Go to Exodus 25. He called everything that and it, right? Go to 25:31. Exodus chapter 25 at verse 31. And thou shalt make a candlestick of pure gold. Of beaten work shall the candlestick be made. His shaft and his branches, his bowls, his knops, and his flowers shall be of the same. Stop. Read it again. And thou shalt make a candlestick of pure gold. Of beaten work shall the candlestick be made. His shaft and his branches, his bowls, his knops, and his flowers shall be of the same. Okay. Everything else prior to this, he said, he called it an it. Y'all still didn't see it. Yeah. Say it again. Read it, read it again. And thou shalt make a candlestick. Menorah. Of pure gold. Mm-hmm. Of beaten work shall the candlestick be made. His shaft and his branches, his bowls, his knops, and his flowers shall be of the same. Everything else he described, the showbread, everything else he described in it, the labor, everything he described was an it. And here he gets to the candlestick and it's his. I guess we got to go to English class. <laughs> Why does God call every piece of furniture an it? Which is neutered. Neutered. I'm not talking like an animal, you neuter an animal. I'm talking in language. Okay, neutered. Okay, 
Okay, here we go. She or her is feminine. Right? Neutered means neither masculine nor feminine. An example. Man, she sure looks good, this carpet. No. You would say, no, it looks good. It's neither feminine nor masculine. All the other pieces, he said, it. Neither feminine nor masculine. But he gets to the candlestick. And he said, his. <laughs> Good God almighty. Woo, what y'all had? Too much eggnog. What's going on? wouldn't say the carpet was she was pretty you would say it was pretty God called the furniture neither male nor female but when he got to the menorah he used the word his his candlestick his branches why did God change it to it change it change it from it to him then all of a sudden a little later on in Exodus, God begins to call all of the furniture his. Mm -hmm. Here's the reason. We're going to cut through the chase today. <laughs> because no other, piece, no other pieces of the furniture in the tabernacle specifically represents a member of the Godhead. No other piece. Okay. But y'all ain't been reading your Old Testament. It's a type and shadow of Jesus. It's a picture of Jesus. Because in the book of Revelation, this represents the Holy Spirit. And this represents the seven churches because of that's what God, listen, changed the name in the the very beginning of the menorah. He changed it in the very beginning of the menorah. From calling it in it to calling it his or him. Because God mm -mm, understood something. That the Holy Spirit is not an it. Mm, mm, Y'all need to correct that. It came upon me. Mm-mm. It anointed me. No. Mm -mm. Holy Spirit is not an it. The Holy Spirit is a him. The Holy Spirit is a person. The Bible identifies Holy Spirit as a person. John 16, 13. Amplified. Hmm. See, we read that. We didn't, we didn't bypass that elder. We don't even pay that any attention. Look at that. This is just one mystery. John chapter 16 at verse 13. But when he, 
the spirit of truth, mm. the truth-giving spirit comes. He will guide you into all the truth, the whole, full truth. For he will not speak his own message mm. on his own authority, but he will tell whatever he hears from the Father. He will give the message that has been given to him, and he will announce and declare to you the things that are to come mm. that will happen in the future. Only peace in the tabernacle that emanated light. I need y'all to see the significance of this peace that I'm holding right here, what it represents. Okay. Maybe they, don't, maybe they don't get the whole picture yet. Y'all don't get the whole picture yet? Okay. All right. Here we go. quick description before we go back in here. How the menorah reveals the plan of God too. The menorah, it had 12 symbols. Oh, I want to put it on here. Let me put this one first. It was beaten out of one piece of gold. Right? One piece. The unity of the faith and the church. It had three knobs represented the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It had seven lamps, which represents the seven manifestations of the Spirit. That's in Isaiah 11, 1 through 4. It had nine ornaments on it, nine fruits of the Spirit. Galatians 5, 22 to 23. Amen. All right. It had 12 symbols on it. 12 represent divine government, the apostles. Mark 3, 14. It had 22 flower cups designs. 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet. It had 66 ornaments. 66 books of the Bible. It had three legs as the foundation of it. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's just one revelation of what you see here. It's, it's many more. We can go into time, end times and everything just by looking at this one piece. Represent it. <laughs> Pagan. To do a, 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 a ample study on the Christmas tree, you have to go into phallic worship, um, teaching, or should I say phallic study. It's a, it's a phallic. The male... Reproduction. That's what it represents. We learned about that last night with Tammuz and all the body parts that they couldn't find. They found all his other parts that were scattered throughout the country. But that one part they couldn't find. So this is how you get 
all the obelisks in Egypt, the obelisks down in Norfolk, <laughs> the obelisks everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. There are stone. If you, if you do a research and actually Google it, you'll see how many books. This is old Mesopotamian. This is Phyllis, if, um, Phoenician. It goes way back. And that's all the Christmas tree, really what it represents. It has nothing to do with Christ. Why would you do that? Did y'all get anybody with, if God really wanted to know his birthday, he would have put it in the book? You, you're not going to find it. But remember, all of his feasts, his appointed times, his moeds, his moedines are recorded. You know when to actually celebrate them. You have Shabbat. You, you have Shabbat. That's still how to do that too. But you know, in, when we get into the Maccabees tomorrow, which we will, um, you're going to find out all these types of things. This is so important. This is kind of just foundational stuff. And I want us as believers to know when we see something that we don't just say is Jewish. What that does, it detach you. It's like saying, that's my stepchild. It's not really, you don't really have my sonship. You, you're just there because of the marriage. But I got news for all of us. We are all adopted. Okay. All right. So, God don't be, he calls us his. Okay, Romans 8. <laughs> Familiar. 26 through 27. Holy Spirit is a he. All the pieces. And when he got to it, he was like, I can't call it an it because that's, that's who he is. That's Holy Spirit. Eight. Romans 8, 26 to 27. Romans chapter 8 at verse 26. So too the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness. For we do not know what prayer to offer nor how to offer it worthily as we ought. But the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication mm -hmm. and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. Verse 27. And he who searches the hearts of men knows what is in the mind of the Holy Spirit, mm. what his intent is. Because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God in behalf of the saints, according to and in harmony with God's will. All right. So we understand that it is a he, right? Masculine. Amen? Just going to help you all with your witness. There were two temples that existed. And one was the Temple of Solomon. And the other was destroyed, uh, well, that first one was destroyed by the Babylonians. And the other temple uh, was the one that Ezra and Nehemiah rebuilt, amen, after the captivity of the Babylonians. And they were both built upon a mountain called Mount Moriah, correct? Yeah. All right. Uh, and right now, um, there's where the Alaks Amas is. Y'all know where you got the Dome of the Rock that you see in Jerusalem? The Aloxa Mosque, right there. That's what that's called. Okay. Now, that is the city of Jerusalem. Now, the Hebrew name for the mountain in Genesis 22.1 and 2 Chronicles is called Mount Moriah. It is also referred to 
in Psalm of Solomon in four, Psalm of Solomon 4 and 6 by the metaphor of the mountain of myrrh. Okay? I'm just going to save a little time. Myrrh mentioned, it's mentioned 11 times in the Bible, more than any other plant. Myrrh. Okay? And it's mentioned seven times in the Psalm of Solomon. The word myrrh comes from the Hebrew word meaning more, which means to be bitter. Myrrh is found in Exodus chapter 20, 23 through 25. It's one of the first ingredients that goes into the anointing oil. Okay? Why would God allow a bitter substance to go into the anointing oil? Can't talk about the candlestick if you don't talk about the oil right why would he allow a bitter substance to go into the anointing oil why is the root word myrrh means bitter and why would they relate that to the mountain of myrrh in Psalm of Solomon that's what it means hold on mountain of myrrh there on the top of the temple mount it's glorious to be anointed by the Holy Spirit. But sometimes people become bitter because you are anointed by the Holy Spirit. When King David was anointed in the midst of his brethren, instead of them rejoicing, mm -hmm, instead of them rejoicing because he was anointed, they became jealous of him. In the midst of his anointing. And David had to carry a heavy burden with his brothers. With a heavy burden, listen, also with his family. Because of his anointing. Hmm. See, some of you don't understand the anointing that's on your life. Teacher, sometimes they don't understand the anointing that's on their life and what's, what, it, what it carries. Right. <sighs> I'm trying to help us understand this and the oil. Sometime in your life, sometimes there's things in your life <laughs> that seem bitter. I need everybody to look up at me. Do I need to go through the audience? And you all are anointed. As soon as you get anointed by God, like David, his family mm, turned against him. Mm, isn't that something? That might be some of y'all right now. Because of the anointing that God had given him. Therefore, there's a sweetness to the things of God. But in the anointing oil was a substance that God said, I will pour it over your head. And that oil sure does smell sweet. With that, you know, Smith cinnamon. 
But remember, there's a little bit of myrrh in that anointing as well. That everything is not always going to be sweet in ministry. It's not always going to be easy dealing with people. It's not always going to be fun dealing with people. It's not going to be fun dealing with devils. Mm -mm. It's not really fun. Solomon understood at this time you're going to be, listen, when you got the anointing on you, sometimes people are going to misunderstand you. Look at that. Ain't that right, Dustin? Sometimes they're going to misunderstand you. They're going to misquote you. I'm trying to help you understand about that oil that was poured over David. And inside of that, there was a bit, some bitterness in there. Mm. See, if we get some understanding, we won't be fighting each other so much like we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, I told you it's going to be short and sweet tonight. <laughs> You're going to be misunderstood because of the place, listen, that you stand in God. In his glory. <laughs> no one is exempt. <laughs> Seems like I'm getting attacked. Seems like my marriage is getting attacked. You're anointed. And along with that anointing, there's some bitterness in there. In that oil. It was the first ingredient that went in. Teacher, I'm trying to help us deal with some things when you come to the kingdom. Okay. All right. When you stand... With God in his glory, you're going to be misquoted, as I said. People will turn against you. It's not going to always, listen, be cinnamon smelling. When you truly are in God's ministry. Truly in God's ministry. Other than that, you just got a bad attitude. Then you reap what you sow. Better learn how to forgive people. Because you got some stuff that ain't under the blood too. Okay. This is what the Maccabees was fighting for. It's, it, it's not really a recorded that it, the oil lasts for eight days. That, that's not the important thing. The important thing is that they came against Antiochus Epiphanes. Epiphanes means God manifested. They came against the age, the spirit, the government, the ruling forces. And they withstood and they stood in the presence of God and they were wavering on their faith. They were anointed. Because there was some bitterness. There's some people, a lot of their family lost their lives. 
Somebody look at us funny, we get upset. Somebody don't speak to us, we get upset. Somebody take your chair in here, you get upset. And you don't own nothing in here. Not even if you pay for it with your own money, you don't own it. Hello? Hello. Mm. All right. Y'all say, Pastor, is this, is this, is this Hanukkah? Uh, yes, absolutely is. Because we fight over things that mean nothing. And while we're doing that, the word of God is you're being robbed. You're being assimilated. Just like the Jews were being. Some of them gave in immediately. Because they couldn't take it. They gave in to the Greeks, the empire. They gave in to, um, you know, reverse circumcision. They gave, they, and how would you know? Because when they wrestle at the gymnasium, you're naked. Then they could tell who, who was circumcised, who was a Greek or who was Jewish. We're going to show you how brutal it was. You're going to find out where your faith is before these days are over with. So when you truly are in God's ministry, there's a bitterness and there's a sweetness in your anointing. And a lot of times we, we, we don't understand the anointing, I told y'all. We don't understand the, anoint, the oil, what it really does. The oil in itself is nothing, but it what flows through it. This is where the value is. So as soon as a little wind comes, How's your flame? Hmm? I hate the enemy. Just like Metathias and his sons, Maccabees, the hammer. They hated an injustice and what was going on. And no one, no one, they were willing to give up everything to preserve the word of God. To preserve, you know, the teachings. They were willing to give up everything, including their lives. Those days are coming back. I told you, so if you were arrested today, would you have enough evidence that would convict you of being a Christian? Would there be enough evidence against you? Or would you look just like the world? Or would you look just like the arresting agent? Mm-hmm. Wow. There's a plant that grows on the mount. It's kind of hidden like by a lot of rocks right now. And it's called the Marias plant. And it looks very similar to a menorah. It has seven branches. It looks just like some think this is where the mountain got its name from. I don't know. But it is a plant that does that. And when you squeeze it, it has a sweet fragrance. 
like I said, when I squeeze you, <laughs> what we going to smell? Hmm? Bitterness, unforgiveness. It has the stench. Mm. My God. You know you are saved to forgive. You're, you're saved to forgive. That means you would have to have something or someone to forgive. Because I was forgiven. Exactly. So the man that stabbed me, cut me, tried to take me from my wife and my future kids. I had to forgive him. So I could get into my purpose. My call. I was saved to forgive. So are you. You got to forgive somebody. He said, if you don't, he can't. Man, that's not good, is it? <laughs> I'm going to let y'all go. I'm going to let y'all go tonight. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to cut no more shade. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do no more. <laughs> Man. Well, did you learn anything? You sure? Okay. You're going to be tested on what you heard. In some of us immediately. <laughs> I was saved to forgive, teacher. And out of my forgiveness, look what was birth. I got to take, I got to, I had to, I got more children more blessings I got this is the thing that I wanted and it was just really good because I y'all know I was married prior 13 years not one child but when I get back with teacher I end up with four I'm just saying it's just good y'all man I'm saved to forgive y'all stand to your feet all right, tonight. <laughs> Woo. Who we got tonight back there? Who's that back there? Who's that back there? Terrence, come on up. Get Terrence up. man of God perfect start huh rededication amen glory to God grab your flame he came with us to leave he ready grab your shamash and we're going to go from here 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 okay no how you want to do it
I keep thinking it's going to fall off and I'm going to hit my hand. Then go around, go around. This is day four, creation. Amen. We talk about the creation of the menorah. right there, man of God. Okay. Minister. These are the prayers. Barukata Adonai Eloheinu Belecha Olam Sha'asa Nisim La'avotenu Hayamim Hahem Bazman Haze Amin. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who did miracles for our forefathers in those days at this season. Amen. Barukata Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Shehecheyanu Bikiyimanu Bihigiyanu Lazman Haze. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who has kept us alive, sustained us, and brought us to this season. Amen. We're lighting these candles because of the miracles, the wonders, the salvations, and the battles which you perform for our forefathers in those days at this season. Through your holy priests, during all eight days of Hanukkah, these lights are holy. They're not using them for ordinary lights. Instead, we are looking at them in order to give thanks and praise to your great name, for your miracles, for your wonders, and for your salvations. So take a moment. And gaze upon them and think of the battle that the Maccabees fought. They wouldn't allow the enemy to erect false worship in their community, in their synagogue, and in their minds. But that same spirit is trying to do the same with you today. He's trying to erect his ways. He's trying to infiltrate you and your thoughts. He's trying to make you worship him instead of the true God. That war and that battle is still going on. 
He's still trying to overtake you. He's still trying to profane you. He's still trying to slaughter inside of you. He's still trying to make an offering to his God. See, this is why when you don't forgive, you're giving him an offering. Take a moment and let's really rededicate our minds, our commitment, our love for each other. True love is with God and man. I don't want us to take lightly these eight nights that we're doing these. Let's take a moment to really consecrate your thoughts. Check your heart. be what we say we are. He's still trying to rob us from the word, from the truth, from our belief. still presenting the same lie don't let them get in your thoughts Stop letting them rob us. Come on, pray in the sea. Just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Don't let them hold you in bondage anymore. Let it go. Don't let them destroy you. Let it go. Let it go. That's how you live. Think on these things. What is of a good report? Think on the things that God delivered you out of captivity that you were in. Think on those things. How he set you free. He set you free to help other people get free. But you got to get free first. Just let it go. I did. You don't have to 
you don't have to think that way. You can change it. You can take another thought. You don't have to. Who says you have to? Who says you have to think that way? Think on these things. I've given you a sound mind. I've given you my heart. Oh my goodness. Just let it go. Don't hold on it. That's bondage. That's captivity. Let it go. Stop letting it destroy you. See, in the kingdom, it's supposed to elevate you now. See, it's supposed to build you up now. That thing that was so hard. Now, it's supposed to now lift you up because you're in the kingdom now. You're a dead man. I have no attachments to that thing. Now, you feel because you're still alive in the flesh. Everybody is accountable for their own actions and deeds. You can't carry what you ain't meant to carry. See, that's another trick of the enemy. Oh, it just needs to be some deliverance in here tonight. Some of y'all carrying some things that you need to not carry. See, that's wrong. We got too many alive saints and you're supposed to be dead. Dead to your past. You are not your past. Your past you have one, but you don't, you're, that's not who you are. I'm my thoughts. That's who I am. I have the mind of Christ. Man. Let's let it go. So you can live. This is why I told you we don't understand the anointing that's on our life and the enemy will take that anointing and manipulate you because you don't understand your anointing get rid of that anger spirit that leads to murder that's the next step See, I got a witness over here. Mario know exactly what I'm talking about. I do too. Because I dealt with that for a lot of years. But I love the man that stabbed me. How many of y'all can actually say, how many of you can actually say that? I mean, and really be genuine. can't do that on your own. You do that through the power of the Holy Spirit or recreate a spirit and a mind. That's how you do that. Do you want to be free or you want to stay in bondage? And when I forgave him, I got a family. Okay. I got a family. I love him for real. Y'all better understand something. The power of forgiveness. See, a lot of times the things that you have and God has for you, you restrict his hand. 
See, some of you might need something in your health later on, but you restrict his hand because of your unforgiveness. Oh, we must be here for a reason then, ain't we? You're holding back things and your purpose because of certain things in your life that you won't forgive and you won't take care of. There's nothing that someone can do to me and make me hate them. Not when I have love in my heart now. Hello? Stop being a hypocrite. You ain't as good as you think you are. Humble yourself. That's where the real power is when you humble yourself. He humbled himself and willingly laid his life down and got nailed to that cross. So I could forgive. Oh, I want to make his work. I don't want to make his work in vain. I want to glorify what he did on that cross through my life and how I treat you and you and you and you and you and you and you. Let it go. Some of y'all need to let some things go. Family is the worst. Let it go. Amen. You wouldn't be, you'd be in the, the worst state ever because we wouldn't have the gospel. We'd be dead in our sin, totally separated. Surely, if I can, anybody else can. <laughs> Amen. box alone I want y'all to go in peace I want you to love each other don't make his work on that cross of none effect let's be real believers let's love with all our might and all our power he said that's how we're supposed to love him and then the second commandment is that I love you in that same manner with everything I could talk about him all night, y'all, but I'm not going to keep you. But I could talk about, ain't Ryan, ain't Ryan you, you know what I'm saying, right? You could talk about his goodness all night. We could talk about how he set us free all night long. Come here, stop. And you know the enemy never wanted this to happen. You know, and I love her dad. And I told him I loved him. This is the man that stabbed me. I told him I loved him. And I didn't abuse his daughters. Because a man with an evil heart, he would have done that. An evil heart would have done that. But I understand something. I understand the fallen nature of man. And in the fallen nature of man, you will do anything to anyone, anybody. 
And God said he looked upon the earth and he saw that the hearts of men were all wicked and evil. I would destroy. If I could find one intercessor, I would not destroy. So if I had stayed angry, I wouldn't be able to pray for my daughter, help her in her healing process, and to forgive and break the curse off of her life. So when the real man of God comes, she'll be able to identify and see him for who he is because she see who she is. Elder, we have to stop letting the enemy destroy the purposes of God. How could it happen? Because it's a person. Evil is not a thing. Evil is a person. Personified in the emotions of men. Evil is a person. And he works through the fallen nature. He works through the seed. That he speaks into you. What he don't understand. And that seed. See when you come to God. And that seed that he planted destructions. The same seed of success. And the same seed. Once you're saved. Maybe y'all will get that one on the way home. This is what he never wanted. He wanted to keep her mind in captivity. Never trust a man because of what happened to her. Never trust anybody, even a good man. Toy with her mind and her thoughts. Where's the sympathy for her? Hmm? Don't ever ask yourself, how could somebody do something? Once you understand the nature of the fallen man, that's how he can do it. Amen. Amen. But you're born again now. You're recreated now. You have a new nature now. And you can't hold a charge up to me on my old nature. I'm saved. It's under the blood now. Now come on and walk with me. Amen. I love y'all. Shabbat shalom. I see y'all tomorrow. Day five. Grace.